Hello and welcome to this week's Comics Pals Reviews. Today we are talking about two major comic book releases on Marvel's part, uh, which is fitting because there's only two of us. So mm. we're going to be talking about X-Factor 10, which is the end of the Hellfire Gala, and Beta Ray Bill number four. Uh, so we're going to start with X-Factor. <clears throat> But before we get into that, I do want to let you guys know the Comics Pals posts a weekly show every single Monday where we are talking about the characters you love and all the places that you can find them. Here, you're going to hear our reviews of these books. But if you want to hear news and behind the scenes stuff about the books, you would want to listen to our main show. We do interviews there as well with some of your favorite creators. So you don't want to miss out on that. Every single Wednesday, we post our reviews for Image Comics day and date because we get uh, our books a little bit early for image. Thank you to them for that. And if you want to support the show, make sure that you hit that follow button, wherever you're listening to us, leave us a rating and a review. If that happens to be YouTube subscribe, we are six subscribers away from 400. Help us cross that goal. We would really appreciate it. Like the video, share it, drop us a comment, all that jazz. Free to do, and it helps us out a lot more than it costs you. And last but not least, if you want to talk to us about these books further, more in-depth, join our Discord server. There's a link in the description. Come hang out with us over there. Let's get into X-Factor. So this is actually the finale issue of X-Factor, uh, number 10. This is by uh, Leah Williams and uh, David Baldion, uh, who did, is credited as doing uh, the overall story as well as some of the art uh, alongside David Messina and Lucas Wernick. Uh, Israel Silva did the colors and uh, Joe Caramagna did the letters with designs, as always, by Tom Muller. Uh, you probably already know what happens in this issue. I mean, it's it's been spoiled to death by Marvel themselves. Um, so we'll focus more, I think, on the rest of the issue, and then we'll get into you know the ending. Yeah, I mean that's a a footnote to this book, really. I I, I have to assume, you know, you said in the main show that that it probably showed up here because. <laughs> Leah Williams is on this book, and I mean, I have to assume or on the trial of Magneto. I mean, yeah. So this this whole thing is kind of her her project. So I can, I mean, it makes sense, but it has almost nothing to do with the the book. Yeah, um, I found myself certainly frustrated by that <clears throat> fact. I I'm I'm not opposed to the rest of it in terms of like what was being done but hmm. there was so little that related to um you know the ultimate death that um that felt like they just threw this in there um it felt like they you know tossed it in and why make that the spoiler like why like if it's just a footnote in this book why put that out as the ad anyway yeah no it's ridiculous um so the rest of the book i, I haven't been following x Factor. I, I've said it before, I'm not, Leah Williams' um, style doesn't really jive with me, and this issue didn't change that. Um, it, you know, 
there were aspects of it that were a little hard to follow. That was mostly probably due to me not reading this book consistently. Mm-hmm. No issue with her on that or any, you know, anyone on that. Um, but I just couldn't connect with the script. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I had quite a bit of trouble. I, I typically am someone who will say, if you w- want to read a book, a comic, and you're confused about where to start, just pick one up. Yeah. Um, you know, the the last thing you need to be afraid of is continuity. Just go and pick it up. Yeah. This book sort of proves the 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 contrary. That said, it is the finale, which you know, poo poo on us. That's our fault. <laughs> yeah, and again, I'm I'm not that. That's not Leah's fault at all. No, that's not at certainly all. Yeah, not my all. fault. Um, but what? There were aspects of the dialogue that I I found uh, to be frustrating. Mm. Um, it felt like someone writing for a very, very, very specific audience. Like uh, a lot of the dialogue felt kind of like unnecessary, and uh, like especially early on, like um, just dialogue that doesn't really add anything to the story, or dialogue that feels out of place, like Polaris. Um, telling uh, well, who is this? I, not iBoy. Is it iBoy? Trevor. Uh, is that that's iBoy? Right? I think that's iBoy. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> telling him go get dressed, Mister. Like that's so. <clears throat> is that how Polaris talks? Is that is that Lor- Lorna's personality? Um, Might be. Yeah. That 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 was just a little odd. <laughs> um, and then and then dialogue lines that kind of like bot like actively bothered me uh so there's a character i think his name is akihiro and he's court he's courting um aurora and he says i already know about your disassociative identity disorder and that you all of you are managing it beautifully and i know that you killed eddie and that you tried to cover it up by dying oh, oh okay like that's real sexy. They're having this real sexy dance, and he yeah. dives into that. Real, uh, real uh, 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 aphrodisiac conversation. Yeah, um, and then his descriptions of her being like autumn. Uh, it just felt like throwing words, like throwing like flowery <laughs> words that yeah. don't like actually mean anything. It was kind of weird. Um, I was a little uncomfortable reading it. <laughs> um, and then and then another part that kind of bothered me was the prod- Prodigy stuff. Uh, so I guess Prodigy was killed by a, uh, you know, a serial killer who targets specifically uh, young Black men. Specifically que- queer Black men. Queer Black men, which the yep. book absolutely does not let you forget because it's the same exact line is repeated twice. Yeah. by two different characters who didn't hear each other say it yeah um and that was like wow like like jesus christ we got it and there's nothing like the description is fine there's nothing wrong with the description in any way shape or form it's just the fact that it felt it felt ham-fisted young black queer man yeah i i don't <laughs> I don't I don't know any other way to put this, but it sounds like what Comicsgate people think SJW people 
talk like. Yep. Like, I, I don't know any other way to put that, but like it, it just like it read, like you said, ham fisted. It, it reads so harsh. And so like it, you have to stumble over those words every single time. Like if you read it once, it's like, oh, okay. Queer black man. Yeah. All right. Fine. Um, but the second time you read it, it's like, okay, would that person say that? Yeah, because again, like one person, Prodigy says it, and then Aurora says it. Like, did Aurora hear him say that? No. So what? Why did she say that? Like, it, I don't know. It just felt, it just felt really like there was a point made to say those exact words. Um, I don't know. I just can't get with this style. It feels like something that appeals to a, maybe a person who's younger than me, maybe a person who's in a different place than me. It just doesn't feel like this was written for me. Yeah, I, th- I think I agree. Um, and it also just doesn't... The way this whole thing seems... It seems like the whole thing shakes out right here. You know, like it, maybe it would have gone on further you know if the if the the series continued but like it, it like it feel it, it the way it mixes with the stuff with the the hellfire gala it it feels jarring and it feels like um they're two separate events mushed together yes yeah uh this doesn't this this issue does not feel like a good end and i would i would be mm. i would be curious to hear from anyone who's been reading x factor to know like are you satisfied with this as a conclusion to the story that williams has been telling for all these issues um it didn't feel like that to me and i've read and watched endings of things that i didn't see everything about like i watched the ending of lost before i had finished the first season and it felt powerful um this doesn't feel like anything it feels fluffy kind of like the most important thing is the prodigy angle was that the whole story of x factor i don't know and like why does that have to intersect with the hellfire gala right why is he doing that now today during that during the day of the gala like it's just it just i mean i guess williams didn't have the space to do it any other way yeah because this doesn't it feels a little strange that this story ends at issue 10 yeah um just because all the other books have gone on for quite a bit longer uh, the only other one that ended so early was fallen angels and we know why that ended mm-hmm. um so yeah i agree with you i don't feel like this is satisfying as an ending to the gala as an ending to x factor this feels like a whatever issue to be honest yeah <clears throat> yeah and i and i think that's unfortunate um you know, if you read the uh, the the letter from Leah Williams and and David Baldion, like it, they really seem to love these characters and really love working together and you know working with the X team. And obviously, Leah, Leah Williams is going to continue, but yeah, um, you know, it, so it seems Baldion. No, oh, that's great. Um, it it seems like this work was cut down in his prime for them. You know, um, they didn't get to explore what they wanted to. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, what did you think about the art? 
recently the um the shifting art styles in in the x books have mostly worked i wasn't crazy about it here uh i i felt like i really felt the differences okay um and i i don't know these artists well enough to to be able to to say who you know who did what but um like you know going from the 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 first part um where they're getting ready for the the gala and then they're sort of at the gala yeah yeah i'm pretty sure those are different artists and then going into prodigies um adventure yeah i don't know well, they Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say I think that the the parts that show the the death are or the body are done by uh, Wernick. Okay. Um, that's my assumption because they will be on trial of Magneto. Um, but yeah, I also agree with you that there's a decidedly different. Um, there's a decidedly obvious difference between certain elements of the book and i mean there were three artists on it that's a lot yeah it's a lot and the the colors you know stay consistent they the feels remains consistent through the book i think mm-hmm. it like it still feels like the same book you know not like a lot of uh books on sometimes have this problem um but I, yeah, just the 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 shifting art styles. Just it just didn't didn't land for me. Yeah, I mean, keeping the same colorist throughout um, Israel Silva that helps. Mm. It it helps to try to keep a consistency. But I agree that um, I just I it, three artists. It's tough, and it, and and it's funny because that's less than uh, X Men Twenty One had. Yeah. But X-Men 21 was telling clearly different stories um, or at least different aspects of the same story that were delineated in such a way that the, the, the shift felt appropriate. It was never like, oh, oh interesting. what the hell? Yeah, I wonder if this was supposed to be by that same model. I feel like it doesn't work if that's yeah. the case. I, I also feel that way. Yeah, I don't I don't think it works. But um, in any event, I, I, I am willing to accept that this book's not for me. Um, but it doesn't feel like a great ending for this series. Mm. Um, let's talk about the death. So uh, Scarlet Witch is dead. Surprise, surprise. You know, Marco and I both called it last week. Mm. Um, I called it first, to be fair to me. Um, <laughs> but um we called it Scarlet, which is dead. Um, Wolverine immediately suspects Magneto. It feels like on the last page. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure why. Uh, this might be a reach. I wonder if he could smell him. Mm, okay, yeah, that's that's a good point. But I, I mean, I would also figure that, you know. Wolverine would probably know their relationship to to some degree. I I kind of feel like the staging of this is weird too because she's just lying there dead. Like so, Magneto what 
choked her yeah to death and yeah. she he just was like all right i'm out of here now <laughs> right because she's just in a random spot like she's found by her son um speed uh, speed yeah which is awful that's really traumatic and sad for him mm-hmm. um but she's just there laying out dead like is that magneto's mo Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe the story is that he actually didn't kill her. Maybe he's on trial because Wolverine smells uh, yeah. uh, Magneto on her, but we know that they embraced and they and they made a point to show that. Yeah. Um. So it's possible that this is actually kind of not. This is the way this is happening is not quite. You know, things aren't what they seem. I mean, I and I think we we may have uh, spoken about this initially. It could be that it was him, and his ultimate goal is to reawaken her her powers through the the crucible or whatever. Yeah, and that was uh, that was Marco's theory. Mm. This, but this doesn't work for that. Like the way this is framed, doesn't work for that. Yeah, it's it's definitely odd that she would just be laying out like you say like why not i don't know stick her in a closet until the you know the gala is over or whatever yeah or or whatever you know use your powers to send her into the water or something i don't know like there's a million ways yeah where's mystique Hmm. great question okay she hasn't she appeared like once i feel like in the first issue uh the gala yeah this is random i wonder if after the interaction we saw with scarlet witch and magneto maybe mystique posing as magneto ran into her and killed her to frame magneto to take him off the board as as her plot unfolds to get revenge Mm. Because that would that would in theory that would put him in the Krakoa jail or whatever uh, right. with Sabretooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take him off the board. That makes sense. I don't believe that Magneto would just straight kill Scarlet Witch like this. Like that's like this is really intense. Like yeah, for her to just be laying there dead like that's that's rough. So I don't I don't know if I buy it, but it all remains to be seen. And also, the last time we, the last we saw, they were in I don't know his house or whatever. Yeah. Um. This seems to be a completely different place, a completely different environment. Also worth pointing out that the 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 last time magneto spoke about scarlet witch was i don't remember exactly what issue but it was it was very recent during the gala and oh actually i do remember it was in planet size x-men when he was putting his team together to figure out who would help him terraform mars um they brought up franklin richards and they brought up scarlet witch and he said we don't need any we don't need any the help of any pretenders it was a very, very dismissive mm. statement to go from that to him embracing Scarlet Witch and inviting her to the gala is very suspect. I'm not sure that the Magneto we've been seeing is really Magneto. Interesting. I took that line more. 
uh, on Franklin Richards. But now that you say that, they call Scarlet Witch the the Pretender. So she, yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, that phrase originated with her, and her name was brought up during that conversation. Yeah. So my my theory now is that Matt, it's Mystique. Um, how do you feel about the gala now that it's over real quick? I, I don't necessarily feel like I got the whole picture. Mm. Uh, I, I only read what we covered on the show. Yeah. Um, I feel like I was supposed to get more out of it, but the beats that I got were really exciting up to this point. I think I think the 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 tie-ins, um, you know, stuff like Excalibur and and even um, um, X Factor. While the the drama, the character drama, is good to push through. Um, I think it sort of takes takes away from the event mm. and what we you know the various things we could have seen. I wonder if maybe that that space could have been better used um, exploring what the world is taking in now, you know, um, like uh, the the maybe it was planet sized with uh, where we get the conversation between Doom and and no that was Sword Doom and Captain America. Um, I think that all has bigger ramifications that sort of override what's happening in the individual um, arcs, you know, the individual books, yeah. because they're all related anyway. I don't know. I, like I said, I didn't quite feel like I got the whole picture, but I, overall, I, I, I feel a lot better about it than i did x of sorts it was brisk it got to the point it had major beats that um you know it it, it introduces and doesn't belabor yeah um that have interesting ramifications and we got what we thought we would get we got uh, a, a one night event you know for the mutants um and we got to see their great costumes and we got to see them have fun and be prideful and everything else. And that was all great. And there was an ominous cloud over the event because of all the implications of how powerful the mutants now are. How are the humans going to react? I think that all of that was great. Um, and we ended on, you know, a, a death, which again, has great implication for the future. I would say that this event was greater than the sum of its parts. I think yeah. that's, what I mean to say in that some of the, you know, um, smaller issues like X factor, eh. but mm -hmm. overall what happened really good stuff. I like this. And, um, I think it really worked. I think it was very effective. Agreed. Uh, let's talk about beta Ray bill. Our favorite horse faced Norse God. <laughs> Is he a Norse God? No. Right. He's a uh, sure is. Daniel Warren Johnson wrote and drew this with colors by Mike Spicer and Joe Sabino, uh, with Warren Johnson on letters. So that's 
uh, interesting. They collaborated on the letters. Um, think I think that this was my favorite issue. Uh, hmm, interesting. Yeah, I really, really, really like this one. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so this one, this issue is sick. First of all, from an art perspective, let me just, for you guys on YouTube, let me just show you this. So here, what I'm showing is an explosion, right? And in the explosion, in the fire is a fist. There's a fire fist in yeah. the explosion. That yeah. is cool as hell. Um, and this book has style to spare. Yeah. And that's the thing about Warren Johnson is that his artwork is so dynamic and interesting. There's a German suplex. Uh, uh, Beta Ray Bill German suplexes Thor. Again, I'm holding it up. Like, that's mm. crazy. That's so cool. Um, and, and this book just looks so good. Like, everything looks tight. The artwork is bomb. I've started um, saving the images, especially the spreads, specifically from this book, as I like them, just in case I want to use them as a computer background or whatever at some point. Like, sure. I, I didn't do that one, but I did the next one where he's walking up to um, Surtur the Fire Sword or whatever. So good. Woof. Amazing amazing this issue had so many standout visuals like yeah again on this last page look at that that's crazy yeah that's amazing and that and and like fine yeah cool but then there's also uh the page that you reference where he walks up to the to the sword like unbelievable unreal unreal like there are no books that look like this on the stands i mean ultra mega kind of sort of has a similar style, but Warren Johnson is the master of that style. I think I think the thing that really differentiates them is how visceral James Heron's art is. Like it's very much about crunching bones and yeah. bodily fluids, and uh, whereas I think uh, Warren Johnson's stuff is very crisp. It's very action focused. It's um um kinetic very very yes. very kinetic somehow more kinetic so not to say heron's isn't kinetic it's very kinetic warren johnson's is crazy kinetic <laughs> and now you are no longer allowed to say kinetic for the rest of the month that that word has now been exhausted i don't think i'll have a reason to ultra mega's done this will be out next month all right i'll i'll use it up next month all right fair enough um but while the art is amazing, the story of this issue is also very, um, very um, beautiful and, and, and really meditative and thoughtful. You know, Beta Ray Bill is going through a lot right now. And in this issue, uh, he's forced to confront his past mm. and the way that he feels about himself. This is truly a series about a guy who feels like he's ugly. Yep. You know, like he's self-conscious. That's what he's dealing with. Forget about the sword, forget about the weapon, all that stuff is whatever. This is about Beta Ray Bill trying to come to grips with the fact that he is an unattractive dude. I've been there. I went through this journey. I, I went to Muspelheim in 2014. I mean, I had to deal with that. Never needed to. I've got a rich dad. He just gave me a hammer. Fair enough. I don't even have a dad. It's got dark. <laughs> Either does Beta Ray Bill apparently, because where's his dad at? I haven't seen his dad. 
Um, yeah, his mom's on the bench with him. So. Yeah, and his mom was great. That was a great conversation. Like, yeah. there's so much good dialogue. And by the way, you know, you look at these pages, they're not overwhelmed with, with, with uh, words. No. You, you get know, it. Like, you get it. Exactly. He, he uses the space so well. Yep. He gets it. Yeah. That is a that is a showcase of mastery, in my opinion. When yeah. you can, when you understand the scene, the setting, the character so well that you can take what they're trying to say and you can distill it into a couple of lines, you really have something. And we can feel it. That's that's mastery. And these pages are gorgeous, and the words are gorgeous, yep. and they get the point across. Not everybody can do this. This is this is great work. This is you gotta read this if you're not reading this. Beta Ray Bill is amazing, and this was my favorite issue. And what happened? Nothing. They got to he got to Muspelheim. Yeah, it's it's very much a bottle issue. They're yeah. stuck on the ship. They're being eaten by uh, an octopus that's trying to take them somewhere. And uh, he's got to break the ship free from the octopus. And then they get yeah. to, to Musfelheim. Um, but it's, it, like you say, it's so meditative that there's clearly progression still happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. And like by the time, by the time you get to the final page and you see Surtur there and you see this Big ass man, this monstrous demon, right? Shredded. Shredded, right? And his sword is huge. And he's going to go up against itty bitty Beta Ray Bill. Somehow you want to see him win. You want to see Beta Ray Bill win because you want him to feel good about himself. You want him to overcome his feelings of ugliness by beating Surtur's head in and taking that sword. That's what you want to see. He's built up an epic conclusion to this series. I can't believe how good this is. Yeah, it's absurdly good. Yep, in five issues. Warren Johnson has blessed Marvel with this series. Yeah, and a, and a, and a revitalization of a character who, you know, I feel like has been coming up the ranks. He, ha- you know, there was that pop in four three where we saw his face yep. or uh, Corbinite's face um, on one of the shrines or whatever. Mm-hmm. We all thought, okay, he's next up. And then this great book, maybe the next Thor has a, a bigger tease of Beta Ray Bill. Maybe he's in it on the loan. We don't even know about it. I feel like this character is due, and if he is due. When the time is right, we're going to be talking about this book as the one to go to if you want to know yeah. about Beta Ray Bill. Easy. Easy. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I have nothing but praise. This was my book of the week. Yeah, absolutely. Tremendous book. Yep. All right. I think we're done. It's going gonna, it's gonna to do it for our conversation about these two books. Let us know if you want us to review any books that we're not. Let us know your thoughts about these books if you bought them. Help us out by leaving us a follow, a rating, or review before you leave. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button for free. Like the video. Share it with your friends. Hit the notification bell so that you can be made, made aware of when we drop new content. All your help is appreciated. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Until next week, take care. See you next week.